Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Queen, now $17.99. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Also, welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. And welcome to our an affiliate out of Seattle, KKNW AM 1150. That is where Benny, my producer, is, and he's here today, as well as Jacob is at the helm at Transformation Talk Radio. Hi to both of you today. Hi, Pat. Hey there. I, I had, to, had to bring... Veer back, and I had to bring Dr. Lemke back. I had to, I, I had to bring Veer McCoy back, and uh, Dr. An- Angelica, uh, Angelica, Angelica, Angelica. I knew I got it. Angelica Lemke back. I had to bring them back. The first part of the conversation, part one, was, and I'm just going to see if I can hold it up. But I know if you're on Facebook, Jacob's got this covered, right? If you're looking at the book. It's Liberating Yourself from Lyme, an Integrative and Intuitive Guide to Healing Lyme Disease. And this is part two uh, of the book. There are a lot of things that we did talk about, but there are also a lot of things we didn't talk about. And this particular show is going to be guided by Dr. Lemke and by Veer, both. Um, But there are a few things that I want to talk about. And I just want to bring us to our pop culture for the moment And once upon a time, if you go back 10 years, I want to, 10 years, how many years, Pat? Let me see, 10, no, not 10, like even more than 10. So if you go back 15 years and you're sitting there with your doctors and maybe you've got a Lyme literate doctor, maybe, but chances are you don't. 15 years ago, chances are you don't. But maybe you've got a really brilliant naturopath and by the way i want to tell you a little bit about natural medicine that most of you probably know if you listen to my show but you'll know that people take a journey in medicine and when they get to pick their speciality 
they can spend, they can pick where they want to go. But the training, they get all the training and everything that everybody in the MD field gets, except when it comes to pick where they want to go. That's the way Dr. Darvish explained it to me. But if you go back, there is a word that was so extremely unpopular 15 years ago. But as of last year, became one of the most popular words on the planet almost. Two movies. Two movies, I think, brought the word to the forefront. One of the movies was Venom. Now, how did Venom bring what we're talking about Lyme disease to the forefront? The references to a parasite. And then there's the movie Parasite that literally had everybody saying it. But when you're in the world of Lyme and Lyme disease, without an understanding of what it is that may be happening to you, words like that will scare the you-know-what out of you. They will make you like Bizarro. They will make you like the dude Tom Hardy and Venom, where like half of your body is like Tom and the other half is like the Venom character because we're not educated. Today's show is about shining a light on what it is we need to know. What is, where are we today with Lyme disease and how easy it is for us to literally wipe this disease from our memory if it wasn't for these two people today. Veer McCoy, of course, is one of the authors of Liberating Yourself From Line. And I have Dr. Ann Angelica Lemke joining me here as a resident expert to talk to us about the good, the bad, the ugly of the medicine of Lyme. Welcome to both of you. It's great to have you back again. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, you know, 15 years ago, if somebody said, oh, dude, you got a parasite, you'd be thinking, uh-oh, where do I go? But we have so desensitized the use of that word. Um, and yet at the same time, it doesn't tell the story of Lyme disease. It doesn't really tell what you and I are talking about. But energetically, for me, when those words were spoken to me, energetically, I could literally create this game, literally create this game where I could zap things in my body. I mean, I'm not kidding. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to get to Jacob, the cartoon characters that I'm creating to create an animated version to educate people about Lyme disease. But I want to ask you both. Last time we talked about a lot. Today, we're talking about part two. I want to ask each of you, given what you've written and given what you know, what is one of the most important things you can either pull from your book or from your experience that says we need to be talking about today, about Lyme disease in the moment and in the future? Vera, do you want to go to you first? Sure. <clears throat> well, you know, I was just reading that the, uh, the Center for D Disease Control estimates that 400,000 people a year um, get Lyme disease. And that's probably a smaller number than uh, what it actually is. I mean, yeah. how many people actually 
uh, go get diagnosed. And of those people, even the CDC says that between five to 35% of people will develop chronic Lines or chronic kinds of symptoms, and it's probably much higher than that. So that's a lot of people that we're looking at. And that number has increased every year over the last 20 years. And it's, and it's, it's also increasing in other countries as well. We're starting to see cases in other countries. So Lyme is on the rise. COVID's got the spotlight right now, but there's a, there's a little, you know, there's a stealth uh, parasite under beneath the surface there. And it's interesting that you say the word parasite because really I think that people should think of Lyme disease as like a parasite in the sense that the, the bacteria itself lays these little eggs, it turns into this little cysts and those little cysts lie dormant and they can lie dormant for up to a year and then they hatch when the coast is clear. So it creates this ongoing cycle what people are calling chronic or sort of persister Lyme with this hatching cycle that just takes years to sometimes get a hold on. And it's just like a parasite in that way. Yeah. I mean, when I wanted to come right out of the gate and start to talk about the state of affairs of where we are, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. That number has never been correct. I mean, when the CDC decided to make the change and multiply it times 10, they were thinking they were getting close. But we'll talk about the issue of testing as well, because it's an issue. It's an issue for COVID. I almost think it's almost the same issue, but I'm not a doctor. I want to hop over to Dr. Lemke for a minute. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. But I want to hit you up with something I do not think we talked about in depth. The great imitator. The great imitator. Look, Linda and I in a hospital in New Jersey, not going to call them out not today, because I've already done it, in a hospital in New Jersey with a relative in the bed who wasn't going to go to the hospital, who had three occurrences of Lyme disease in the summer, literally was not functioning. You could see him almost on the verge of dying, and they did not have a clue. And generally, when people are in the hospital and you're not educated and you're watching a loved one just keep going down that spiral... You don't know what to do. But unfortunately for them, and fortunately for him, Linda and I were there. And both of us looked at the nurse and the doctor and everybody in the hospital, and we said, you need to test him for Babesia now. You need to test him. And it took four conversations and us yelling to say, you need to test him now and get him on doxycycline. And even after that, we were told right to our face, because I think they thought we were pretty ignorant. Yeah, he's got 98% of his Babesia, 98%. But you know, that's kind of rare. And I pull up on the map, New Jersey, and the percentages of Babesia. So Dr. Dr. Lemke, this was a year ago. Right, so the great imitator used to be called syphilis, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, and is, is um, comparable to Lyme. Um, it's hard to trust numbers these days. Uh, there's so many numbers thrown about. What we can trust is our hearts and what we see in front of us. You know, what are we seeing? I see cases every day where there's an underlying layer of Lyme slash parasite. 
Um, I, I'd love your opening topic on the word parasite because there's so much that can be said about that. Um, it is a scary word and uh, most people associate it with international travel and I come back with a parasite, but they don't realize that here in the States we have plenty of parasites and um, Lyme and co-infections um, would fall into that category. That said, it's also a demonized word where, you know, there, there are four times more parasitic species on the planet than non-parasitic. Okay, so our, our, they were evolving way before we were. They're, they're a part of our biodiversity. And in Africa, you know, people have all sorts of parasites and they're very healthy. And um, there are even therapies where people take worms. Helminth therapy is a therapy where you literally swallow a worm and it helps reduce the inflammation by redirecting the inflammatory cascade toward the parasite instead of toward everything else that your body is inflamed. Um, so it's a huge category, but it is such an important category because it is differentiated in my clinical experience from the category of virus or bacteria or fungus. And with Lyme disease and most, most people with chronic disease, there's layers. So you, you're, you're seeing this cl clinical presentation of what seems like um, at first a bacterial infection, and then you deal with that. And then, and then that brings up the yeast infection. And then you get to the layers and what's often at the deepest layer is the Lyme and the parasite. It's often like, you know, at this kind of, you know, Vera, maybe you can speak to this, like yeah. almost primal core level of our body that does not want to evolve. And, and Veer has an amazing perspective on yeah. how you view, how you would view and look at a parasite. Yeah, Vera, and I want to get to you on this because both of you nailed it. I never understood when Dr. Darvish says, we've got to peel down apart the layers. I, I didn't really understand what you just said, Dr. Lemke, about why you have to peel the layers to get at it. Because if you have not taken care of your body for like a long time, there are other things going on in there, right? But Vera, from your perspective, you know, you, you're the co-author of this book, right? There's so much in here that you share from a personal journey, but also from a healing perspective. You know, a lot of the things that, that you and I talk about, which along the journey were seen as experimental, but highly effective. So I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Yeah, so um, and Angie alluded to parasites as being a sort of a, a, a symptom of, uh, we can say our inner ecology is, is somehow um, off. It became really apparent to me as I was I was starting to heal from Lyme that the parasitic component and actual the the actual parasite part of it, you know, there's there's some interesting uh, studies done by Alan B. McDonald who got a bunch of uh, a bunch of money to look to look at uh, deceased patients who had died of multiple sclerosis, and in all these MS patients, he found this little parasite, a little. Uh, roundworm called strongyloides but within the roundworm he found Lyme disease he found Borrelia living within these worms in a symbiotic relationship and we see this in nature we see all sorts of symbiotic relationships like that so 
In this case, it's like, is it the chicken or the egg? So with, with parasites and with Lyme, what it does is it begs the question of how you have to look at it in two, two, two ways. We have to look at it physically. Of course, we want to kill it and get it out. But we also have to look at it on what I call like an emotional or energetic level. If we look at, if we look at the idea of a parasite, what does a parasite do? A parasite feeds on you with lack of an adequate return, right? You're not getting any kind of return there. So maybe in some sort of symbiotic relationships, the parasite actually does give you some sort of return. Like Angie spoke of helmets, helmet therapy. But so, this is so really, this I mean, I, I love bringing us forward because one of the things I really love is the references to 15 years ago and you really representing in your book the entire journey of this and what you've discovered. I mean, I don't think you left anything out, but, you know, I had to start with the word parasite for a reason. And the reason I had to start with that is because if we don't start with that, I, I've got two relatives right now. They have got, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an MD. That's, that's not me. But I got two relatives, right, Vera, from your experience, right, that I'm looking at, and they are not getting better. And they are fatigued. And I mean, I could go through the list, and now they're on some kind of anti-inflammatory methotrexate or something. And they're not getting better. And, and I finally said to one of them, you live in New York. You've got to find a doctor that's going to give you the right test. And they look at me and they said, what do you mean the right test? See, I forget what, I forgot what the journey was like. So when you say to somebody the right test, they don't know what you're talking about. But when you say, look, this may have a parasite, Ain't nobody going to listen to you. <laughs> so we've even had to find the language. But you and I, but the three of us can talk about this because the fact that it is a parasite is kind of exciting. The fact that we know, Veer, what you're sharing in the book is kind of exciting. Because we're not just talking about Lyme disease. For those of you out there, if you've got a question here, 1-800-930-2819, please give us a call. We're not just talking about this. We're talking about this because there's hope now, right, or not? There's hope. All right. There is hope. I can. I. I was sick from Lyme from 2001 to 2009 or so. So it's been 10 years. I've been absolutely symptom-free from that, and and uh, you know, not not dealt with it. There's absolute hope, but it's it's you got to get on top of it. Lyme becomes like a a roto rooter. It asks you to get strong on many levels, physically, emotionally. Um, you know, your immune system, you got to, you got to get it all to, to really knock Lyme out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to you both about the part of the book that we didn't really dive into last time. And that is the solution part. Um, I, I want to really jump to um, healing foods. I want to talk about, you know, uh, and uh, herbal antibiotics. I want to really get into this because we didn't talk about some of the solutions that you guys found. And here's what I want to say before we jump into this. If you guys are listening to me today, please don't go run out and buy something without consulting somebody that knows what they're doing. So if we're talking about a solution today, like for me, I have, I got to tell you, Lyme disease, no disease. I have a cocktail that I love, intuitively love, and I take. That's not for you to run out and go get it. 
It's this is not Dr. Lemke will tell you. This ain't no one size fits all. This is not something off the shelf, right? But let's talk about some of this. And let me start with you, Dr. Lemke, about what I just said. See what I learned. And I started in 04, 05, I finally found Dr. Darvish. What I learned is just because I go in today to Dr. Darvish and we do this layered and I get some kind of homeopathic, it doesn't mean I'm going to come in the next time and get it. So can you address the layering factor of this and how this is not a one size fits all? Absolutely. And, and that's really the perspective of individualized and often alternative medicine. We'll look at um, the individual and what they're presenting with. So there will be cases where somebody is really presenting with a diagnosis of Lyme, but really it's something else. I've seen people with a diagnosis of Lyme for 10 years and it's something else that's actually, it's a viral infection. That's the problem. So it's, you have to look at the clinical presentation as well as the labs because the labs will show you one thing and you gather as much information as possible to be a detective for yourself or for for your who you're working with um and so the clinical presentation often of you know Lyme has a certain you know achy joints and headaches and and sensory sensitivities and all sorts of mental and emotional imbalances. Whereas, you know, uh, an intestinal parasite has the clinical presentation of, um, you know, uh, itchy butt during the full moon. That doesn't sound very fun, does it? Um, cravings during that are cyclical um, and even kind of feelings of aggression and violence um, often comes up with parasite symptoms. Um, with viral symptoms, the, the picture is, going, 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 doing, 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 I've got to do everything. And, and that feeling of being on my cell phone and making task lists and like being up all night and my brain can't rest, right? And then we take antioxidants and zinc and we take a rest and, and then maybe we get a cold and we get over it, right? Um, and, uh, and then for bacterial infections, it's stinky, smelly, pussy stuff, you know, often the the mental picture of a bacterial infection is a lot of anger and self-hatred. So, um, so you gather the both the clinical picture and what's in front of you on labs, whether it's stool tests or blood tests, and you really, really need to kind of separate what's what is most bothering uh, this person in the moment for your family members who are really struggling. Um, Often with parasites, the lesson is, if it was parasites, is they have to figure it out also themselves. You know, there's a certain amount of effort that they have to make to heal themselves. You know, um, re asking everybody around you to do everything for you. What I love about Veer's book is he, he gives a very um, fleshed out um, examples of the parasitic behaviors and how we manifest that. And so the manifestation of that is um, being in relationships and we just take, you know, that's, we're, we're the meta representation of this tiny little creature where we're just in a, we're trying to kind of be parasitic. And how can we look at our lives in, in that broader um, perspective and really work at, um, on all those levels? It's a, it, it is not just, you know, killing all of these things because we can't kill 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 necessarily we have to sometimes find 
where they can be in symbiosis because truly all of these layers balance each other out. And at the same time, we have to <laughs> move through them with grace too. So I hope that wasn't too complicated. No, I, I, this is what I want to talk about. I, I don't, um, I don't know if we're going to get to put some of the imagery up um, that, uh, that I created for this game that I wanted to produce about this. It's still in progress, but here's what I want to say about this is it's not a game, but our understanding of everything we're talking about today, we've got to do the job Vera, that you did in bringing this down to a level that people get. And that's what's so great about the book, Liberating Yourself from Lyme, an integrative and intuitive guide to healing Lyme disease. Before we continue, I want to stop for a moment. And then when, and then I want to talk about when we come back, I want to talk about what you discovered along the way to becoming you. I want to talk about the foods. I want to talk about, you know, some of the pharmaceutical and herb or herbal things, right? Um, I want to talk about, you know, like, why is it I'm attracted to a cocktail of Godacoba, Argentin 99, and Juniper? Why, in God's name, would anybody think about any of those things? But when we come back, we'll break it down and talk about what we couldn't what we could share with people so that they know they have my gosh the widest range of possibilities now if they could just get in the hands of a person like you dr lemke that could help them this is really the key let's take a short break but before we do how do we find out about each of you veer how do we get a copy of your book you can get a copy of the book. Um, it's on Inner Traditions Publishing. It's also, you can find it on the Simon & Schuster website. Just Google it and you can find it on Amazon. And uh, you can also find it on my website at liberatinglime.com. And I'm also on Instagram at, at liberatinglime. And Dr. Lemke, how about you? My website is intuitivehomeopathy.com and I have a book coming out in about a month called Homeopathy for Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy. And I love it. And when we come back, what we're going to focus on when we come back is exactly that, the liberation part of this. What does liberating mean? Where do you begin? How do you start? Why was it? During COVID-19, you could not get a bottle of colloidal silver from Amazon. What is it about people learning about stuff, even if I'm saying to y'all, please don't go buy this without seeing a doctor. I'm just saying to everybody out there. But what is it now that we've elevated in the liberation of things? When we come back, we're going to talk about what beer what his journey was like and well i hope he i don't know if he's done some of the stuff i did let's take a short break everybody we'll be right back did you know that all of the shows on the transformation radio network are available as podcasts to stream or download really check us out go to transformationradio.fm we have business shows spiritual shows energy healing shows and pretty much everything in between something for everyone guaranteed to inspire educate and transform we are transforming the world one listener at a time 
learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Hey, Benny, uh, welcome back, everybody. Liberating yourself from Lyme. I really had to bring Veer back, Veer mm-hmm. McCoy and Dr. Lemke back because this show now for the next half hour is for you all if you have questions, 1-800-930-2819. But this is now about the liberating part. And there's no easy way to talk about the liberating part. But Benny, I want to give a copy of the book away. Manzanita, yeah, I I think it's Gail. Gail will have to figure out how to get a copy of the book. 1-800-930-2819. I'd like to give a copy of this book away. We have so many of our listeners that have taken this journey. I cannot tell you the people and what the battle has been in Washington State to even get the Attorney General and the Health Department to change their website. But if it wasn't for the listeners here uh, across the country, and if it wasn't for Susan Green and some of the legislation she's changing and a bunch of other people, we would not be able to have this conversation. I want to get right to the liberating part of the book. Liberating is a good word, but liberating is a journey. And Veer, I want to start with you. You could have called this book anything, but you didn't. So liberating has to be about your journey, what you tried, what you discovered, what worked, the advice you got, people like Dr. Lemke. So tell us about the liberation part of this. 
Yeah, this is the most important part. So as I said previously, from 2001 to about 2009, I was sick. And so in, in addition to doing a, a, a bunch of different remedies and things and lots of foods, and we can get into all of that, really the most important medicine came to me was in, uh, I think it was the summer of 2008. And as you know, and people dealing with Lyme will know is that you'll do anything. You don't care what it is. You just want it to stop. So you're willing to do anything. So I decided I was going to go out to the desert by myself for 10 days and get to the bottom of why I was sick. And um, so I took myself out to the desert and this is in California. And I went out there and um, I just started praying and I just started, you know, I just started in this, 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 this prayer for place and, and asking and trying to get to the bottom. When you're in the desert, it's beautiful because there's really nothing between you and the universe, you know, and it reminds me of like, I know why Jesus went out to the desert. You know, if he went out there for 40 days, well, I can at least do 10 or something like that. Right. So I went out there and on day seven or so, I started having a full on panic attack as blind people will tell you when they're really sick. And, um, and I started asking myself, of what is it I'm so afraid of? Why am I feeling so much fear for this little bacteria that's inside me you know I'm so terrified that it's it's taking my life that it's chewing my body away it's like a little entity you know and 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 I'm panicking in the middle of the night and I'm like god I'm gonna die out here in the desert you know and I'm spiraling into this space that we all get to of just complete panic and uh, I had this moment where I just heard a voice and if you want to talk about angels, maybe it was from an angel, but I just heard this voice say, what if you love the lime? And it was like a series of bells went off in my mind. It's like, ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. It was like, oh my God, didn't Jesus say that? Bless yeah. the enemy. Didn't yeah. Buddha say that? Didn't Gandhi say that? Didn't Martin Luther King say that? You can only meet hate with love. And it had this, it shocked me. So I'm laying there in the desert and I, I thought, okay, I have nothing to lose. And so I imagined what I thought the lime was. And to me, it was this little baby alien spider thing. And I held it like a baby with as much motherly, tenderly love as I possibly could saying, you know, I see you as part of the universe. I, I see you. I, I'm, I'm, I love you. What, why are you here? What are you showing me? And in that moment, I started to feel into the lime and it was like, oh my God, it's like at the bottom of the karmic totem pole, you know, it's at the bottom of the life forms, but yet it's still alive. It is a life form in the universe. And if we say that all life is sacred, it's still there. And what does a life form need to sort of go up this evolutionary ladder? We might say love. And so I'm sitting there holding this, 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 being and this thing and it struck me of like god it's so terrible could i imagine if i was lying if i was the parasite if i was the disease like what a horrible existence you're just trying to survive you know and uh and i i realized in that moment i started to have a sense of compassion for the lyme disease like wow i'm sorry that this is your existence and in that moment i realized that that when you love something, when you bless something, when you pour your love out to the enemy, 
it starts to lose power over you. It starts to lose its, its teeth on you. And in that moment, out in the desert, I realized that just like in martial arts, when you, when you bow to somebody, you look them in the eye and you say, I see you, I love you, I see you as part of the universe. Now I'm going to cut your head off. Now get the hell out of my body right now. So it becomes this fire, this burning out. This, and, and in my book, the mantra is thank it. Thank you, Lyme disease, for showing me where I'm not in my power. Bless it and burn it. After I came out of the desert, I was pretty much done. I mean, it was just a few months of taking some remedial things, but I flipped that switch in my mind. And so I say to your listeners, this becomes your number one tool. If you have to face the fear with love, try blessing the enemy. This is number one. And number two is fire. That What is it that's dampening our fire? What is it that's keeping our own immune systems from roasting it out? And this is where we can get into the foods, uh, yeah. the medicines, the immune boosting kinds of things. But yeah, but I that agree was number with you. One. And that was where the word liberation. Yeah. I agree with you completely. You. That's the word. Resentment is a number one offender. It does not get us much of anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, what you're talking about, Veer, is brilliant because what it does is it clears the energy for imagination, for solution, for possibility. And there's nothing more challenging when you have Lyme or any, any disease, but Lyme in particular, when all of your energy is going into the anger or into the resentment or into the sadness or even into the pain. And so that first step, that dissipates the cloud that's preventing a solution and a possibility, isn't it? So let's talk about some of this yeah. because I, I'm not kidding. When I talk about things like colloidal silver, there are certain things that are really right for me and they're still right for me today. And I'm gonna say it again to everybody, please don't run out and buy this unless you're working with a doctor but for people, you have to go down the journey. I didn't just wake up today and talk about colloidal silver. I went through years of this. Take us on the journey on how we discover what one of these homeopathics, conventional antibiotics, Dr. Lemke, take us on a journey with some of the language that we now should be familiar with in the discovery of some of these healing modalities and solutions? When I think of healing modalities and solutions, we talk about a range that we range from very strong treatments that are killing and they're kind of, they are that get out, like that anti-energy and you need the antibiotics and the antiviral and the anti-parasitics, you know? And it's that, it's that punch, you know, which sometimes we need because sometimes these these energies, these pathogens, they are forcing themselves in and you need to use some forcefulness to, to get them to go as well. And so um, having absolutely, you know, no strong biases towards this or that modality, being very open to whatever will serve you in that. And so you have, sometimes you need like surgery, sometimes you need force. And sometimes you need just love yeah. on the other end. Sometimes we need a real spiritual shift in our mentality. And that's the most powerful thing. And then everything in between, you know, things that are on the energetic level, um, vibrational level and, and 
is homeopathy. You know, homeopathy is our, our remedies that are from plant, animal, mineral substances that are diluted and they're given um, for the disease that they would otherwise create if they were given in um, toxic or material form. So there's homeopathics and there's tons of herbals and Veer has that all listed. And then on the very yeah. physical plane, there's food and exercise. And it's the whole gamut from yeah. the, the surrender to love to the pharmaceuticals on the other hand that we have to embrace, you know, and then bringing in our hearts, you know, I, I feel like a big part of the liberation that Veer talks about and intuitive is a, is, is a word on his book as well, is following our hearts, you know, and, and, and a lot of it is a mind game. And if we can kind of get into where our heart is guiding us, our heart and our bodies are very intelligent. We have to trust our bodies. Yeah. They will guide us. They will say, yes, this feels right. You know, whatever your little concoction of juniper and silver is, when you say it, you light up. You're like, oh my God, I love this thing, this juniper and the silver. And like, that's a feeling you should get with a medicine that wants to heal you. It's like, oh yes, this is, this is great. This is what I want. So um, learning to kind of healing is so much about coming in touch with your true self that loves yourself, that identifies as self, and then saying no to the things around it. You know, this is, this is my boundary, get out, you know? And, um, and you know, Veer, I love what you said because it's so applicable to today's world. Yes, so it much. is. Love thine enemy, liberate thine enemy. And it was the only way that you could get that tide to shift. And if we could apply that on a grand scale. Um, yeah, amazing. I love it too, because it was the thing that allowed me to actually create cartoon characters out of this out of baby i'm serious i don't i don't know if jacob has the cartoon characters available but i it was the thing that allowed me to to turn the, these little bugs into cartoon characters if anything to help educate people right um you know i think my detox character one of the heroes is like this detox vampire chick right so you know this is what we do but your book here's what i want to say about this I want everybody to know that the detail in the book of what you describe, and I just want to give people a sense for a minute, because we're this book drills down in ways that are going to be so helpful for people. So when we talk about antibiotics for Borrelia, when we talk about that, down the page, it goes, right? So even though we're talking about liberating and we're talking about loving, we're talking about literally what you discovered on the way and you share this. You talk about, you know, 42 days hooked up to an IV, right? This is what you talk about. You give people the options to say, if you're gonna go into a doctor, what are you gonna get, right? Are you gonna get this, okay, doxycycline. Why is it some people are asked to stay on a regimen of doxycycline every day? You know, what is it about doxycycline that we know and don't know? Well, if you look at my rheumatologist, he says, and he believes doxycycline also builds cartilage. I have no idea. I just know that you and I and Dr. Lemke have created an arsenal. So as I go through here, there are some things that people will get educated about. But I want to talk and jump to some of the herbal, anti antimicrobial herbs for a moment. 
and I'm going to say this again, folks, we're talking about stuff. Do not take this and go out and buy something without speaking to a doctor, right? But let's talk about the journey of discovering antimicrobial herbs, because this is really the magic of integrative medicine, isn't it? Do you yeah. have a favorite? Do you have a favorite beer? You tell me yours, and then I'll tell you mine. I, and then I Dr. Do. Lemke, you tell me yours. I do. And, and you know, Lyme, Lyme demands a, a, an integrative approach. You're going to need all the tools in your medicine kit. And, and as I always say, there's a hierarchy of healing. And that is that we know that, that your most important tool is love, right, is number one. Your second most important tool is fire. And then in the book, and I lay it out this way, your third most important tool is, is, is exercise. Your fourth most important tool is the foods you're eating. And then the fifth most important tool are your herbs and antimicrobials and pharmaceuticals. So let's drop into the herbs for a second, which you, you, uh, you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So for me, it, it, listeners, remember in part one, I talked about this intuitive process that started to happen to me after I've been in and out of hospitals with IVs and tons of truckloads of antibiotics. I started to develop this intuitive muscle. And basically, I became my own medical intuitive to a, to agree. I started to be able to see inside of myself. I started to see remedies coming to me. And I started to <clears throat> get, you know, images, smells, sensations, tastes, cravings uh, for things. And I describe that whole process and how to get into that place in the book. But one of the things that I kept seeing, and I don't have a wine glass, but I kept seeing a glass a wine glass filled with wine. So you have to become like an intuitive Sherlock Holmes. And it's like, okay, what's a wine glass? What's wine? Wine. Why, why is my brain wanting wine? Wine. And it's important when we do have these intuitive things to think about them. Carl Jung says that spirit speaks in symbology, right? There's these symbols that come. So what, what is this wine? How could we look at it? Well, let's take it a step further. What's a, is there an extract of wine? Uh, what does wine do? So I started Googling, you know, the health benefits of wine in the brain. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, there's something called resveratrol. Yes. Which is found in Japanese, not weed. It's found in wine, and it's basically wine without the alcohol. Turns out resveratrol is extremely important for Lyme disease. It's extremely important for COVID, for any kind of brain inflammation. So that became one of my most important remedies for Lyme. But I had it intuited that yeah. with resveratrol. I'm so there with you. As a matter of fact, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And then I was at some kind of health expo when we were doing those. And I came across a woman in a booth with organic resveratrol. And, and why would I stop there? I mean, it's the weirdest thing for me. I don't drink, but I was drawn to it. And that's what kind of turned me on. Uh, but there are other things. So here's what I can't explain to my friend, Linda. And this is the intuitive nature, Dr. Lemke. I want you to jump in here. So I explain, I got to have, let's get some grapefruit. She says, grapefruit, why do you want grapefruit? You're always getting grapefruit. What are you doing with the grapefruit? I said, I just like to eat the grapefruit. And then she says, well, you let it sit on the counter and you know, are you gonna ever eat the grapefruit? I says, I'm going to eat the grapefruit. But what is it about grapefruit that I'm drawn to? And then you start to dig deeper, right? 
the next thing, and this is these are the two for you, Dr. Lemke. The next thing, my obsession with oregano. So obsessed with it, I didn't follow your instructions, Veer, in the book. And honestly, I didn't understand about this. Dr. Darvish gives me the oregano, and I figure she says take a half or maybe take one. I take two because I figure more is better. No. So, Dr. Lemke, these are some of the things to be aware of, right? I mean, when you are drawn to something, asking why, I mean, grapefruit, there's so many, you know, grapefruit seed extract is antimicrobial. The pectin is, you know, draws out the the, the heavy metals and is anti-cancer. And then you've got, you know, the impact on supporting detox in the liver. And so, um, and our, our grocery store is full of grapefruit right now. We can easily go out there and chop up a grape. I, I make grapefruit soup for my daughter. I take a massive grapefruit, cut it up, cut all the segments out, squeeze it, and she just drinks it like soup. So it's it's amazing, you know. Um, so yes, there's so much out there in with foods and herbs. With with antimicrobial pharmaceuticals, there's a range of them and nature is outwitting, you know, you, you hear about um, MRSA, which is antibiotic resistant staph. You know, we, we have only so much in our arsenal. It's a useful arsenal, but we want to save it for when we really need it. Um, when we can use oregano as an antimicrobial, um, berberine, so Oregon grape, you know, which is growing everywhere around where I live in Oregon. It's just right there in our backyards. It's, it's antimicrobial and these substances you know, they want to go in and, and strengthen our digestion and tonify us and they're bitter. And it might taste, you know, a lot of people don't like herbs because they don't taste good. But what I have found that when you start drinking or taking herbs and they're good for you, your body starts to crave them. Yeah. And so it may be bitter at first and then you refuse it, but then you start, it, it changes. And our, um, our tastes in our culture is so geared towards sweet and so when we taste bitter, we, we want to throw it away. And a lot of people refuse herbs for that reason. Um, so, but as we take them, that, that no longer tastes as bitter. And so we have to kind of accommodate ourselves to that. Um, that said, it's very, you know, dosing, dosages can really vary. And we have to be really sensitive to what our body needs. The bottle may say something, but we have to ask our bodies, what do you need? You know, and I'm sure that was true for Veer. For some people, it's just a couple drops. Exactly. And for other people, you know, they could probably be chugging, you know, huge bags of herbs all day long and it's fine. But, you know, for those who are really sensitized, herbs will send them into kind of a, a little bit of an overload feeling. Well, and that leads me to two things that I want to kind of talk about in the book. And, you know, you do a brilliant job of really breaking this down to short term. You give us a list of short-term veer in the book. You give us long-term antimicrobials and short-term. And uh, look, I gotta, I've got i mentioned it five times. I need to talk about it. And I know we've got just a few minutes. When somebody said to me, Dr. Darvish, colloidal silver, I thought, like, what? Is this like a werewolf remedy or what is it? But I've since learned about it. And you mentioned it in your book right? And you're right. Take it for a month, take a five-day break. I never take it without being tested because sometimes when you detox, you get a Hertz reaction and we can talk about that. 
But I want to ask you each this question. There's so much in this book. What a great job, Dr. Lemke. There's so much that you're sharing. Here we sit, 2021. What should we now know? Veer, what should we now know? Is there anything you wished you would have put in the book? And then Dr. Lemke, same question. And thank you both for joining me today. I think that that book is pretty dang thorough. I yes, mean, I, it thought, is. I, I worked on that for over 15 years and I put every last thing I possibly could. So I feel pretty dang good about it from the spiritual to the scientific, from, you know, antibiotics to homeopathics to ayahuasca to, to whatever, to angels. I mean, it's all, yeah, it is. So I feel pretty good about it. Cool. And Dr. Lemke, for you, because you've got an upcoming book. You know, so for 2021, it's all about the immune system under assault. And yeah. if there's one thing we know is that we're all, people are, are, are fearful for their immune systems. Our immune systems actually have been challenged for decades, right? But it's all kind of built up. We've, we've reached this cascade where um, our immune system is, is saying, wait a second, what's going on here? And, um, and we're trying to match what nature is presenting to us. And so we need to really gather our, our informational sources to really become our own best healers. Um, the doctors out there, they're tired. They are really exhausted yeah. and burned out. I, I, I'm, I actually am also very limited in how many people that I can see. Yeah. And so it's really important to get resources like Veer's book and my book is Healing uh, Complex Children with Homeopathy. And when I say complex children, it's the whole immune spectrum, yeah. autoimmunity, Lyme, and now it's a uh, PAN, so pediatric autoimmune neurological symptoms associated yeah. with Lyme, right? And so um, we really, this is the, a, a new age as well of Aquarius maybe. and. So we have this information at our fingertips to really liberate ourselves and learn um, and expand our minds, which I just congratulate you, Dr. Pat. I mean, you are really liberating um, everybody through this TV show, Fearlessly, and offering this information out there. And it's such a gift. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for saying that. And I want to thank you both for joining me here today, Veer. How do we get a copy of the book and how do we find out more about each of you? Yeah, you can get a copy of the book, as I said, on liberatinglime.com. And my name is Veer, V-I-R McCoy, M-C-C-O-Y. And you could Google the name of the book is Liberating Yourself from Lime. It's on Inner Traditions and it's, uh, it's, it's worldwide, any bookstores, Amazon, just Google it. And yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Pat, for, for spreading the good word. Yeah, and there's so much more in the book, especially the chapter on parasites and power. Uh, Angelica, how about you? How do we find out about you, doctor? My website is www.intuitivehomeopathy.com. We look forward to getting your book. I want to thank you both for joining in the conversation here. It is a very important one. It will become more important in the weeks and months and years to come as we will continue the conversation about Lyme disease. It's not in the headlines at the moment but it doesn't mean it's gone. And so thank you both for keeping the journey strong and alive. Thank you both. Thank you. I wanna thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And I've mentioned Dr. Darvish a bunch of time. She will be joining us here shortly to talk about the evolution of the practice of integrative medicine as well.